you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 what's up, Ja? Hey, what's going on? This is episode number 87. We are recording on December 19th for release on December 20th. A couple things to talk about, some things going on in PTR even though they don't have patch notes for it, but that's okay. I'm not salty at all. But yes, a couple things happened on the PTR. Uh, we are going to have this still conversation going around around one tricks. It seems that people don't know when it's okay to one trick and when it's not, but there's some clarity that was given on that. Also more information about Overwatch League and the things connected to Overwatch League, like contenders and Path to Pro that has been updated. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, I'd like to welcome first-time listeners. If you are listening for the first time, thank you for checking out Watchpoint Radio. I'm glad to have you here. And uh, just so you know, we do talk about Overwatch news, competitive, and esports. But even when we do talk about those subjects, our main focus is actually the community and the state of the game. So those topics usually will come back or revolve around the community and state of the game. If you do enjoy the show, you can keep up with us on Twitter at uh, Watchpoint Radio, so it's twitter.com slash watchpointradio, and we'd love to have you on our Discord, so come and join the conversation with us, which will be discord.me slash mash those buttons, and I'd also like to welcome any returning listeners. Thank you very much for, you know, coming back for the second, third, 87th time, <laughs> you know, that that's cool too, so we, uh, we really appreciate everybody who takes the time to listen to the show every week. Thank you guys very, very much. Uh, no new subscribers this week, and we did not have any community feedback, so we are going to hop into uh, you know, what we've been doing at Overwatch. Bob, why don't you go first? Uh, I've been doing, I don't know, I've been doing all kinds of podcasting. <laughs> not a whole ton of Overwatch, but I've been shopping. Star Wars came out. I did play quite a bit over the weekend, but it was game night, so it wasn't much comp. Uh, if it was comp, it was on... The, the the lower guys, so don't think getting back into Diamond is in my future for this season since it's pretty much almost over. But that's okay. It's a lot of work, and you don't have to do it every time. Right, yeah. How about yeah, you? I think, you know, I was going to say one well, thing about like, getting the Diamond. I think it's it has a lot to do. It, it obviously has to do with your skill, right? To get the diamond, you have to have the skill to do so, but you also have to have the time to get into diamond. And, you know? and the, the mindset. I've been playing with a lot of friends and stuff too and working up my fourth account. So, right. 
Exactly. Like I, I think most of this season I've played with Timeless, and we have made great gains on his account, but that really doesn't help me out too much because I really don't care about the SR on that account. Um, but like my, I think like Jaw is still sitting at like twenty eight ten. I haven't touched Jaw in weeks. I've been meaning to, uh, you know, because I see uh, you know uh, Hog on. Like big juicy hog, I see him on. I'm like, oh, let me play with him. But I'm like, all oh, timeless is on. Let me see if we can get him, you know, into gold or at yeah. least, you know, you know, uh, make some progress or something like that. So last time uh, I saw, gift, he was at 1950. It's not there anymore. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a shame, but you know, we'll get back there. We'll get back there. But um, yeah, I, uh, I do take great enjoyment in helping people reach their goals. And if I hit diamond, that's great. But if I didn't hit it, I'm, I think I've said before, I wouldn't be upset, right? One thing that does upset me, though, that has been something. I, like, so, Ja is my solo account. And I actually did place lower on Ja than I wanted to. I actually, I placed 2,700. Then I hit a, um, a streak of bad games, and I was sitting around 2,600. This is my ELO hell. This is my ELO hell, and this is what, this is, this is I'm going to explain it like this. No matter what I do, there's always a missing link. You know? I've had games where I've switched from tank to DPS to healer or back just to just to make people feel more comfortable. And there's always a missing link. If I'm yeah. not a tank, if I'm if I'm a DPS or a healer, we're not getting good damage mitigation from the tanks. If I'm a tank, I'm either not getting decent healing or I'm not getting DPS. Like our DPSs aren't doing anything. If I'm a healer, we're not, you, you, the tanks may be fucking up with the DPS may be fucking up. I just, I don't understand it. And it's, it's I actually want to know, if somebody who mains a character, how do you main a character? Tell me, how do you main a character? Because when I was, when I started the season on Ja, I was playing, I was like, ah, oh, I'll just play Zenyatta on this, on this, you know, account this season. Because I like playing Zenyatta, we'll see how it goes. I'm not too concerned about the SR. But I eventually hopped off of Zenyatta back on the tank because I'm kicking ass in Zenyatta. I'm in games where I'm getting five golds as Zenyatta, and I'm just, we're still losing, and it's getting frustrating because we're not losing because the other team is that great. We're losing because our tanks aren't keeping their shields up. They're not getting the damage mitigation. Our DPSs aren't killing anybody. I know when I have top eliminations, you know, that's a problem. When I have top eliminations, and it's not just because, you know, I put a few, you know, uh, points of damage on somebody. It's because you see Church of Ja over and over again in the kill feed, you know, as Zenyatta. Church of Ja getting plays in the game as Zenyatta, and it has nothing to do with transcendence. Like, that is, that, that, that irks me. That bothers me. It's, I'm losing to, like... Losing is not that big of a problem for me. It's losing when we really didn't have to lose. <laughs> it, it irks the shit out of me. Well, I think mid-plat is just... I mean, mid-plat and gold are the two ranks... Or plat and gold are the two ranks that have the most people in them. And so you're going to have very different games and everybody's got their own ideas. I find that I just try and improve me and it eventually gets there. But I, I know exactly what you're talking about, about getting frustrated because it happens but to it, me a lot. But it's kind of like, it's not just a, like a, you know, you're right because playing gold have the most people in it. But it, basically playing in high plat is the same thing as playing in gold. That's, that, I think that's like the issue there because the games that I have on Jaw 
where and he's only 2,800, right? That was not he, but that account's only 2,800. Those games are marked, they're much more different. Like, I can rely on people, not 100%, but I can more rely on people to actually do their jobs, you know, mm-hmm. than to than I can on Church of Jah, right? You know, well, I can on, like, you know, that Church of Jah account who's sitting around 2,600. You know, you get into a game, three Instalock DPSs, you know, and then none of them can do anything. I mean, if you're gonna lock, if you're gonna get three DPSs that are insta locked, at least one of you should be ki- killing something. We've you know, talked I about sh- it before, though. Like, <laughs> you can be a really good DPS, and you don't have a supporting cast, you can't do anything. Dude, I probably got reported uh, the other day because I like went off when we have three DPSs, we have two healers. And me solo tanking as Arissa and keeping my shield up, by the way. Like, my shield just wasn't going down. And I have gold damage as Arissa with three DPS. Yeah, the DPS kept kept dying. Because they guess where they weren't, Bob. Guess where the DPS. Exactly. (laughs) They weren't behind the shield. And it really, really, um, it's really frustrating. So, I I know. So but that that's really bothering me. So I really want to know, you know, how people main, like how do you solo main? Because that's basically we we've seen tons of top players like that make it go through, you know, not just with guys who've landed in masters immediately, but people who started in gold and made their way up to masters, they soloed a character and got up there. I'm like, how? When I solo a character, there's always missing links. There's well, always yeah, a missing like, link, and I can switch into it. They I mean the reason is because of the perf- the performance based SRs because they they don't lose as much when they lose and they gain more when they win so they don't have to have a you know they don't have to have that above fifty percent win rate to to move up. So that's true, but I mean that doesn't help you when you know. You're losing four games, and then you only win one. I mean, that's still going to pull you down, well, you know. And those are like extremely like the people that are going from gold to masters are extremely mechanically skilled people. Oftentimes, I'm not trying to get to masters, Bob. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get to 2800 right now on that account. Like, I'm not even trying to get to masters. Play mercy. <laughs> you know what? As bad as I am at Mercy, I could probably play Mercy where I am right now and I've do better than people who have been playing. <laughs> bit. Yeah, I've been playing her a little. Yeah. And it's funny because there's lots of, yeah, there's uh, there's people, everybody always wants a Mercy. And I tell them, you can go Mercy and I'll switch to whatever character you're playing. I'll switch to whatever character you're playing. And you can go Mercy if you want a Mercy that bad. But if you don't, I'm only playing two characters on support. Moira or Zenyatta. And that is it. If you want decent support you know because i know i can heal well with moira uh i know i can heal well well i can as do long Zing- as you have well the right Zing- comp Zing- yeah so you know but with mercy like i don't have that mindset so it will be uh it would not be good for me to go mercy in a competitive game i don't play mercy in a competitive game because i just don't have the mindset for it you know and i've been having fun with her I probably pull out my pistol way too much, but I do get those last kills of people with like that much life. Right, yeah. I'm like, ooh, right heart's almost dead. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> I go right back to heels and I fly off. I mean, it really is a, I've never really played her much, but I really have a good time playing her. I just never really 
done it because does Mel plays her, and so I'd never tried it, but I've had a good time. Yeah, I mean, my weekend in Overwatch, that's really the only time I got to play Overwatch. Just wasn't that great. I played with some friends who have had the game since launch, but are still yet they're still under 25. I played with them on Friday. That was not a pleasant experience because they kept blaming the game for their failures. The the problem is that you don't know how to play the game. It's not that it's not that Genji is overpowered. You don't know how to play the game. Perhaps you should stop shooting him when he's waving his sword around. <laughs> I Thank played you. with you. I th- I'm pretty yeah. sure I was like. <laughs> Have you checked out the podcast series Prepared to Attack? Yeah. <laughs> this could help you with your woes and not understanding the characters. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, that is uh that that was not that great. Uh, I did play with Timeless a little later. We didn't have we 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 just ran into some really, really bad groups that was really pissing me off. And then well, I played again. The well, on Sunday was the worst when I was playing solo. What was a Saturday I was playing solo? Oh, it was man, Saturday because you messaged go, me. Solo can go so many ways, man. Yeah, I was playing solo on Saturday, and just uh, the, the people I was getting, like, I was so I, I switched this thing out of one game, and people were like, "All there, everybody's complaining about healing." I'm like, "You guys are not near the tanks. You're all over the place. The healers aren't going to chase you down. The healers are going to be with the tanks." And they're like, well, the healers suck. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm I'm done for the night. I'm done trying to help you people. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't played Overwatch since then. I really only get a chance to play Overwatch usually later in the week because the beginning of the weeks are kind of busy for me. Uh, but yeah, it's you know, it, it like on Saturday night, I'm like, do I quit Overwatch? Like that's what <laughs> that's where my head was. Like, do I stop playing this fucking game right now? Because some days is great, but sometimes it's like it's really it's really not. So Sleepy says you should come to game night. Well, yeah, I saw, like, I, I did see that he said that. So here's the, th- here's the reason I didn't come to game night that night. It's because I don't really get a chance to play like my solo accounts that much. Like I've been playing big chocolate like all season because I've been helping timeless. And it's like, well, I, I want to try to, um, I want to try to at least gain some SR, like get some SR gains, like see where I am. And I really didn't get a chance to do it. And so I was just doing that. And then I just really got disjointed with Overwatch, period. And I haven't played Overwatch since. I've been playing games, but not Overwatch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's how my weekend Overwatch went. Obviously, I'm not quitting Overwatch. (laughs) Obviously not. So um, yeah, but other than that, I'm going to play later this week. I think when's the season over? Like, Do we have like two weeks left in the season? Oh, it's less than that. is it over next week? Yeah, it's over in a few days. So I checked it at the start of the weekend. It was like eight days, I think. I don't really? Know. I have to double check because I still have to place my PS4 account and my Xbox account. So I'm, I'm going to get that. I'll make sure I get that done. If anything, just to get the competitive points. So, but uh, okay. With that, let's go ahead and hop into the PTR report. PTR report. Let's let's go ahead and talk about the patch notes. So, or the PTR report that is patch note list. Like there are no patch notes. There's just changes that were noticed on the PTR. So first, our movement changes. Actually, these changes were noted by Jeff Kaplan. He made a post. That stated, hey, they are making some changes to, to how characters move. And 
this was actually initially a fix for certain characters. He did not specify. Uh, he didn't specify when he, uh, which characters he's talking about. But he did mention that, you know, uh, well, actually, let me see if I can pull up exactly what he said here. One second. Here we go. So he says, uh, okay, I'll just read it. He says, hi, all. We're making changes on our PTR server shortly. No patch required. That reworks somehow. That reworks some of how our heroes heroes move and accelerate. Sorry. This was originally done to fix bugs on a couple heroes, but the changes are systemic and affect all heroes. Specifically, movement on the ground is much more consistent. Going up, down, inclines will no longer affect the hero speed. Previously, inclines could either make your hero move slightly faster or slightly slower. Depending on the circumstances, inclines will also no longer cause a small amount of strafing movement when moving diagonally on them. A side effect of these changes is characters will now have a slightly better air control. For example, Winston previously was not able to easily make small adjustments to his flight path during his jump pack leap, but now he should be able to do that. He w- oh, sorry, And it's also notice- noticeable on many other heroes that are often in the air. We think these changes will overall be great improvements, but there might be some unintended side effects that we'd love your help finding on the PTR. Thanks. So, I mean, the big thing here isn't just that the movement is going to be more consistent. I mean, I didn't even realize that incline slowed you down a little bit. I don't know why they would put that into a first-person shooter. Uh, Multiple first-person shooter, it doesn't really make any sense. But regardless of that, the big news here is the air control. That's essentially what they're introducing into the game. And, I I mean, I get that's kind of cool, but at the same time, I don't necessarily know if I'm a fan of it. Because going into the air and almost into any first-person shooter is a no-no, right? You don't want to do that because it makes you very predictable. And that's kind of the punishment of going into the air. And for a game like Overwatch, I think that's an issue. Like, Especially the person I'm thinking about the most is Junkrat, not even Winston. I think Winston having air control would be fine because he has a jetpack on his back, you know? So, okay, he has a jetpack on his back. If, If he can make some minor adjustments to uh, his movement in the air, fine. But a character like Junkrat that gets you know tossed across a map, I've, I already think Junkrat already has too many tools in his tool belt at this point. And I think one of the penalties for flying across a map should be that when you are on your trajectory, you are on that trajectory. Well, I think... To put it into tech terms, I think the way Junk's doing that is he's always talking about how he's cooking with gas. I think he's just farting to shoot him in the different directions. Yeah, Bob, I thought you were going <laughs> to say something serious for a second there. Thanks a lot. Hey, man, I'm just tra- hey, uh, metachlorians, dude. I'm just trying to make sense of it all. Oh, uh, right. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's really cool, uh, actually, and... You want a good graphical representation of it? Uh, Overwatch Central just made a video that really shows the change from the live servers on Winston's jump to the changes on the PTR. And, I mean, Winston's going to be able to really control it. Uh, He didn't show the Junkrat, and I think the Junkrat's going to be a little bit less controlled just because he's more aerial, like straight up in the air, rather than at an angle. Uh, but it should make for 
it sh- it should make for some more interesting uh, pro play with the Winstons because if there's one thing I saw a lot during the preseason of the Overwatch League is Winston's missing jumps. Yeah. Made me feel <laughs> a lot better about my Winston play. Yeah, that's why I don't like making I don't like making um, tricky jumps with Winston. Like I was playing one game, we played on Volskaya. And this guy wanted all of us to go left on attack, like, you know, go to that little cove on attack. I'm like, I'm not jumping over there with Winston. Are you crazy? Like, I'll have to perfectly land that jump. Away. Oh, Volskaya. Yeah, Far- Volskaya. He's like, yeah, you know what you do is you drop down right before you hit the water, then you jump. I've done it before, but yeah, it's not easy to hit. I've also done it before, and I don't want to risk it on a comp game. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a gold comp game, and the dudes were like, I was playing Mercy, and the dudes were like, we're going to all go left. Literally, Farrah fell in. The monkey missed the jump. The diva missed the jump. And then I had no one to fly to, and I just fell down. I was like, exactly. dude, four of us just died. So, like, three of them went around the back. It was like a Genji, a Farrah, and a diva. They went around back. And as soon as they hit the point, it starts ticking. I come out as Winston. I get just a little bit past that overpass, and I'll just fly to the point. We get the point on the first try doing that, you know? I didn't even have to pop my shield to get in there because their entire team had turned around. So I just flew in there and then put the shield down when I got there. Like, come on. Like, so, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, for, for certain characters, I think it's okay. But I don't think it's okay for every character that flies through the air. And especially even, I wonder, I haven't had a chance to test this, but I wonder if it also affects characters that get knocked back or get knocked into the air for some reason. I don't think... I don't think air control. Uh, no, just just listen to what I say real quick. I mean, I don't think it's just game breaking or anything like that. I'm not going to sit here and like complain about it big time. Like they need to revert this because this is terrible for the game. I just don't think it's it's a good. Uh, I I just rather not have it. But if it's part of the game, it's a part of the game. If everybody can do it, everybody can do it. But I just don't think. I think you know characters flying through the air. The 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 ability of flight is huge in a game like this. And yeah, I think it's also sad that Junkrat has this ability to fly across the map. But yeah, like, you know, I think there should be a penalty for you and flying the across hate. the What's that? You and the Junkrat hate. Yeah, man, fuck that character. But <laughs> you, flying across the map, there should be risk and reward, right? And that, and that air control, that air control takes some of the risk away, you know, so there's more reward than risk. Not saying it's. I'm not trying to say that it's out of balance or overpowered. I just would like to see a more of a risk reward for doing something like that, you know. Because now, even even technically speaking, with Winston, right? You know, if you have a Winston that just blindly jumps into an area, it's like, oh, let me move a little bit over here so I can catch a little cover because that was a huge mistake. Rather yeah, than having to make sure corners and stuff, it's cool. Having, instead of having to make the Winston look before he leaps, now Winston's can leap, kind of look as they're going. And, you know, maybe make a little bit of an alteration to their path and, um, you know, uh, not get destroyed. And now characters like Junkrat can also, Junkrats can probably also get into uh, places that they weren't intended to now because they have more air control. So they could project themselves in one way and then kind of pull themselves left or right a little bit, depending on what they do. Because I, I did go, I did get a chance to go into the PTR and test it out. And like I said, it's not broken, right? I'd just rather not have it, personally. Gotcha. So, 
But one thing I did think was awesome that they added to the PTR, more information for Zenyatta. So now, on the bottom right-hand side of the screen, when you place Discord or Harmony on somebody, the health of that person comes up. And if you have both orbs up, it shows health for both, both the enemy and the ally. It's pretty crazy. Right. Which is actually pretty helpful because, especially for the uh the ally right because right now i really do rely on the sound of the heal to know how like if they're fully healed or not or how healed they are but now i have that information to look like right in front of me you know how healed that person is mm-hmm. yeah and i like it, it a sense. lot yeah and before was it in the middle of the screen i don't think it is no it like, wasn't it's like, not before like you had mercy. to look at their health you had yeah, you had to look at their health bar to see if they were being healed or not yeah, that's going to help me a ton because then I could know. I, because I, you know, with Zen, I'm rarely looking at him. I throw it on him, I turn. Now I, like, I have to listen for it to stop making a sound. You know what I mean? To stop the. Yeah. And so now I could just look down there and be like, oh, throw it on someone else, you know? Right. I thought that was cool. So that is cool. They also now, so like I said, there's no patch notes, so we don't know if this is on purpose or not. But Doomfist. Uh, his uh, punching ability, uh, which I forget what the actual name of that ability is, the his uh, his secondary fire when he charges up the punch. Uh, something fist. Yeah, <laughs> great job, Bob. Something fist. We'll go with that. <laughs> so the he's now with that ability when May is an ice block, he can punch the ice block away. Now May won't get hurt or anything like that. But he can punch the ice block out of position. Also, he can so punch, he punch. So she stays in the block of ice, though. She stays in the block of ice. Okay. She, he punches it. It moves away. He can also punch Bastion in century form away. Bastion does not come out of century form, but it definitely pushes him out of the way. I mean, I guess I'm that's okay with fine. that. He needs I, help. I think that's one thing, but I well, the one thing I don't like about the May Ice Wall one though, right? Because I didn't I didn't see Arista's tested, and I would have to test Arista myself. But May's Ice Wall once it hits the ground, I've seen I've definitely seen May Ice Walls get knocked around, but that's usually when May ice blocks in the air. When she ice blocks in the air, and let's say something happens, it can get knocked around a little bit. But once it hits the ground, it is not supposed to move. Like if you if you Reinhardt charge an ice block, ice block don't go nowhere. So does this mean that can he also punch Arissa out of position while she has Fortify? Because that directly goes against what Fortify does. I've killed think, many a Doomfist. Yeah, I don't think they would want that. I've killed many a Doomfist who I can hear charging, and I hit Fortify, and they charge me. I just turn to him, bow, gone. You know, make it easy on me. But I would not like, I would not like to see uh, that happen. So we shall see. But yeah, that's what we that that's what's on the PTR right now, and we'll just have to wait for some actual patch notes to see what's supposed to happen, like what's supposed to happen, what's not supposed to happen. I also heard there is this. This is actually not in our notes here, but right now there are some problems with Moira with her orb. Actually, uh, like the the I forget what the destructive orb is called, but that ball she throws will target shields, Symmetra turrets, and Torb turrets. It'll target everything. Everything in the game. Any little item. Yeah. Any so, little item created by a person. 
that wasn't happening before the last patch. Sombra things, all like all of it. Yeah, actually, I did see that it. Uh, I did see it target a soldier. Um, healing, what you call it? Yep. The. But I thought I thought I kind of like I threw it as I was playing Moira, and it did it. But I kind of ignored. It. I was like, I'm just I'm just seeing things. Like you know, maybe there, there was probably somebody else around the corner there, and that's what it was. But then I watched the video that confirmed that that's what actually was happening. So it's targeting things that's not supposed to target because basically what's happening. There's no benefit to targeting those items. Those items don't have health. You know, you can't destroy Sombra's teleporter. You can't destroy a soldier's, you know, healing area. You can't destroy that. So it drains the ball, but you get nothing for it. Yeah, I think they'll fix this. So, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if they were trying to add... If they were, they were trying to, I don't know if they were trying to add the ability to target turrets. Yep, that's exactly. They were they trying to this. do it for symmetric turrets. Yeah, and which that would, man, that would make her such a hard counter to Sim, man. I know, I know. That would make her such a hard counter to Sim. And I think a more useful counter to Sim than somebody switching to a Winston in a bad situation, right? If you have a Sim tearing it up and you switch to Winston, but they have like a Reaper on the other side, that's putting your team into a bad position. Now, if you you got a Moira, you see that, you know, Symmetra's got turrets all over the place. You throw an orb in there and... Also, her secondary could now target Symmetra turrets and Torp turrets, too. So I think maybe that's part of the problem. So I think you're supposed to there's, you know, you're supposed to be able to target the turrets, but that other stuff they need to fix. And I'm actually surprised they haven't addressed it yet, because that's a big problem. But maybe we'll see. Maybe patch 1.19 will come faster than we thought. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. I, I, I'm just assuming it's got to be a bug. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's no way they're supposed to target the it's supposed to target the healing station and drain itself like that. So, I mean, technically speaking, like if you throw it against the Reinhardt shield right now, it slows down before getting to the shield and it starts to drain off of the shield itself, which kind of defeats the purpose of it of it going through shields. Exactly. So, all right, well, we'll see about that. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the PT from the PTR, and we're gonna hop back into the one trick discussion. Uh, another update was posted because somebody made a forum post about, you know, okay, so the, the day before the post is like, I want to one-trick Hanzo, but, so, this guy makes a post saying he wants to one-trick Hanzo, he wants to play Hanzo on competitive, and, you know, he's worried about getting a ban, not because Hanzo's considered weak off meta, but because this guy is literally bad at playing Hanzo. He says, I have issues with aiming. Poor hand, high, poor hand eye coordination, shaky hands. This is why he's a, he's worried about getting banned with Hanzo and Comp. This means if he plays Hanzo and Comp, he will be a detriment to the team. So please keep that in mind as we continue this conversation and I start to trash this because it's going to happen. <laughs> trash this response because it's, it's definitely going to happen here. All right. Okay. So the response from Blizzard here. Is from Josh Ingen uh, from the Overwatch team. He says, hey, everyone, I just want to chime in because there's definitely some confusion around one tricking and we want to wanted to take a moment to clarify philosophy as a development team. We believe players can choose to play any available hero at any game at any time and that their choice of hero alone is not a behavior that should be penalized by our customer service team under any of the player reporting categories, including griefing and activity of poor teamwork. 
We believe that players should be evaluated based on their actions with whichever heroes they choose. If a player disrupts their team by intentionally feeding with any hero, you should report that player for griefing. If a player is standing in the spawn area, refuses to attack the enemy team, or refuses to support those who are, you should report that player for inactivity. If a player actively refuses to play the map objectives or communicates to the team in a negative fashion, you should report that player for poor teamwork. If a player communicates in a hateful or harassing manner with any hero, you should report that player for abusive chat. However, if a teammate is actively trying to perform well on their hero and help the team, they should not be reported under any category. Players who inaccurately submit player reports and attempts to punish someone's hero choice are considered to be harassing or griefing their fellow player. And inaccurate reports makes it more difficult for us to inappropriately, to, for us to appropriately action the player who do disrupt the game. We're continuing to make improvements to our reporting system, which includes but certainly isn't limited to making our force re false report detection more robust. And we will continue to pay close attention to players who are at high risk of being falsely reported and taking appropriate actions to prevent it. Your teammates can respectfully provide their opinions and suggest using a different hero for gameplay situation that your team is experiencing, but the final decision about which hero you want to play is is a play with is yours alone. We built Overwatch around the concept of teamwork, and we believe that the game is much more fun for everyone in a match when we're picking heroes that contribute to the overall success of the team. At times, this means we'll be playing our mains. Other times, we should be playing. We should be trying to help the team by choosing heroes that round out the team's composition. We don't. We won't always action you if you play your main. We won't be actioning you if you only play your main, but we also don't believe this is the ideal way to play Overwatch, especially in a competitive setting. I understand what they're saying. However, this is definitely sending the wrong message. It's sending like a completely conflicting message. Yes. Well, in, in this post alone, it's sending a conflicting message. But let's get one thing out of the way. If you want to play Torv or Hanzo and suck at him in quick play, and that's all you want to play, do what you want. You know, anybody who can, who bitches at you for playing Hanzo or playing somebody, uh, you know, that you're not good at in quick play, they're they're an asshole. You know, they, 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 if they report you for it, hopefully nothing happens, and hopefully they get hit with false reporting. But we're talking about competitive here. We're talking competitive. You know, quick play is about having fun, and quick play is about playing the characters that you want to play. You love Tracer, but you suck at Tracer. Okay, in quick play. Not so okay in comp. It's just not comp. The primary objective of comp is not to have fun. The primary objective of comp is to, is to win. Well, it should be filled with players that have fun, you know, trying to win, being competitive. That is true. That is true, because winning is fun. <laughs> winning is fun okay but you know I have a good time on some games if they're you know close like even like some games even losses like i have good time if they're close right yeah that's true like, like i said earlier i don't mind losing especially if it's close right you know but mm -hmm. I, I i hate losing over stupid shit but yeah this is definitely sending the wrong message because this is definitely telling players that uh you know it's okay to just play what you want right that that's that's perfectly perfect, fine to play what you want. I'm sorry, but in comp, it is not perfectly fine to play what you want. Now, uh, one thing I do think the community needs to get away from is in the uh, staging phase. You know, when you're picking out your composition and you're picking certain characters, I don't think the community should instantaneously tilt if somebody picks Hanzo. 
They shouldn't instantaneously pick if somebody uh, uh, tilt if somebody is picking Torb or something like that. You know, now when I see that, I'm like, okay, let's yeah, see dude, what they can do. I literally, I didn't. I used to get tilted by that, you know, by people right. picking certain characters. I really don't now. Even like attack Torbs, like I almost feel like a lot of the people that do that right at the start, they're trying to get you pissed off and riled up. Like half the time they'll switch off that character before we even go out. But I see a lot of a lot of Hanzos now and I don't mind it. I just try and play with it. Yeah, I do see a lot. I've been seeing a lot more Hanzos. That's 50-50, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to have more luck if I don't give the dude shit. Right. So, you know, I, I try. I was like, okay, let's see what he can do. Now, here's where it matters, okay? If you are not effective with your character, I don't care how good you are with that character. If you can be an incredible Widowmaker, normally you can be an incredible Hans, you can be an incredible Torb. But if your character pick is because of the enemy comp, if the enemy composition is making your character pick ineffective, or if the rest of your team comp is making your character ineffective, like we talk about all the time, Widow shooting into double shields, Hanzo shooting into double shields, not really being able to do anything, Torbjorn just constantly shooting into a shield that doesn't do anything, you know, you might need to, you, you need to pick, you need to switch into a character. That helps the team. So I guess it's less about picking characters. When, when I think picking characters, I'm thinking about at the start of the game. You know, it's more about you know realizing that you, what you're doing is not working with the team comp and switching off. You know, because the one thing I hear from Hanzo's all the time, right, is that you know if the team wants them to switch, but Hanzo's like, I have gold eliminations and gold damage. But the thing is, like, if the if the damage is low because we need an extra tank, maybe, or maybe we need an extra DPS or we need an extra healer, and everybody else is dying, that's not helpful. You know, Hanzo gets around not by not facing people face to face. Right? He climbs over here. He climbs over there. He uses you know uses abilities and stuff like that to kind of sneak around and maybe get behind people, get on top of people. So sure. You can probably pump out a lot of damage as a Hanzo with that, but if the rest of the team is dying because we're missing a tank or a healer, something's got something else has got to happen. You know, we need a roll queue. Yes, we do. We need a roll queue. That that one hundred percent is true. But yeah, players who one trick have to, uh, they have to be willing to switch into other roles that or other characters that will be helpful to the team. Yeah, the unfortunate part is that you just there's not going to be a cut and dry answer, guys. There right. I don't think there can ever be because of the nature of the question. And basically it's kinda like that old rule, like when someone says the only rules of the chat are don't be an ass an asshole. Same thing applies here. Right. Yeah. So I mean I'm sorry, but if you are playing a character that is not helping the team, it's not working with the team comp. I think if you're not if you're not willing to swap to another character that may be helpful, that's poor teamwork. That is poor teamwork in my definition. You know? Yep. And sometimes you're and sometimes you're right. It's not you. Sometimes it can it's not you. It's the team. And the team may need you to switch to something else just to help them improve. I mean, that happens to me all the time. When I'm like playing Arista sometimes, I have to switch to other roles. And like I, I had a game 
where I ended the game with gold damage at like 1500 damage. We won this game at 1500 damage, but the card I got was for Arissa 30k damage. I didn't even play her for half the net damage. Sorry, 30k blocking. Didn't even play her for like half the game. 30k blocking, right? So obviously, I'm doing my job as Arissa in this situation. Nice. Yeah, that's good. You know, but I ended up, I talked to the team. I'm like, okay, somebody else tank. We're not getting damage. Like, we're not hitting our target. Actually, the big problem in this case, there was a Farrah flying around unchecked, and our, our uh, hit scan was not able to hit her. So I'm like, okay, fine. You know, are you okay with switching tank? I was like, yes, okay. I'm going to go soldier, and bam. That's when we start making moves. But speaking of that, I killed Farrah. Like, I... F- I feel like Ferris had no changes and soldiers had no changes for a long time, but I feel like I just really destroy them now. I think it's because I've been playing in the lower elos, but if I'm playing soldier, Ferris is nowhere near as, she used, as hard as she used to be. I don't in know what the, the lower elos, you get those Ferris that like fly up far away, and you can see from a mile away that they're shooting a rocket. You're hit scanned, they're not, so you can definitely get some hits off on her. Well, I mean, this is even close range. I don't know what it is. It's it's possible that I've just gotten more aware of what's up in the air. I mean, it's possible it's true. just I'm you know, and I'm not as kind of like where you psych yourself out, like you you're worried about not being able to take care of something, so then you end up doing worse than you would have if you just would have relaxed. Well, maybe you're just better now, Bob. I don't think my aim's actually better. I think I'm just more patient with it. And I think I'm just not as worried about hitting them because I have confidence that I'm going to hit them. And so right. I think, I mean, I think it's just like many things in life, just relaxing and not being so, uh, just I got to get it done. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So in this case, I do, I think this is overall sending the wrong message that, hey, at the end of the day, you play what you want to play. No, <laughs> no, that's not how comp works. This is a team game. I mean, he says at the end, of his little spiel here, you know, you can play what you want to play. We don't think it's optimal, though. That's not what you want to say to players because now people are going to use it as ammo. Like, well, Overwatch seems like I can play what I want to play. And I, the, the, the logic that I hear that drives me nuts is, well, I paid for the game, so I'm going to play what I want to play. I'm like, please oh, go to quick that. play. I yeah. hate that. It's a team-based game. Like, like why are you playing buy a single-player game? Like, if yeah. you want to build a horrible character comp on the on the Witcher three and struggle through it every battle. That's that's on you, bro. You you can totally do that. But People what like I'm gonna that. do is I'm gonna go to the internet and find a great build, and I'm gonna use that, and I'm gonna re- research how to play, and I'm gonna have right. a lot better time. See, people like that. Why I don't understand why you play comp because obviously winning is not your main objective. Your main objective is to have fun with a character that you like to play. All right, go play quick play because that's quick this- play is just. It's crap. Quick play is crap. Comp is crap with people who play like that. When you have yeah, people who refuse to swap worse. off. But, you know, they want like a, I don't know, I've heard suggested before. I think it was Overwatch Central that suggested it. But they were saying, can we have a competitive and then a super competitive mode where if you're not <laughs> in voice comms, if you're not changing out when needed, like just a super strict comp mode. But I don't know how that would work either. Right. But it was kind of an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Now, the, yeah, it's just, I, I really don't like that they're sending a the wrong message here. And now this is just, especially in lower elos, it's going to get worse, you know? And 
the reason I was just kind of upset that he replied, this, he used this reply on this specific post, is because this person specifically said they are not good at Hanzo. They have bad aim. You know, Hanzo is a high skill cap character. You should, and if you want to learn how to play a character, play that character and click play to at least get to the point that you can aim. <laughs> you know, to at least get to the point that I, you should I, aim. I can't be one to talk though. I played Hanzo and Genji up to level twenty five on. My third Smurf, and then I went right in and played Hanzo every map I could, except where it just didn't make sense. You know, most Koth Koth maps and stuff, I would switch over to Genji, but I learned how to play Hanzo in comp. That's because you're a bad person, Bob, and whatever deity you believe in, that's going to be in their book of things when you die. Like, oh, no, you played uh, Hanzo Hanzo in comp. You know, you Hanzo didn't comp learn him. No, Bob. Straight I almost got a personalized <laughs> license plate that said Hanzo. Oh. I thought about putting Hanzo MN, but I was like, no, Hanzo just would be good. Yeah, so you could tilt people on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> so now I think, because uh, I mentioned before the show started, but I think there are ways that Blizzard can actually help people who won Trick. And it's without having to have some type of anti-toxicity video you know or making forum posts they can imp- they can put systems into the game that help these people one uh, uh having a role queue you know having a role queue think, would be yeah. a huge help for that you know being able to form your team before you actually hop into a comp game and talk about, about okay well okay well you know you guys aren't going to work with this comp Okay, well, then I'm out, and I'll find a different team to kind of queue up with. So that's one thing. But two, one thing that will be a great help to one tricks and off-meta characters, more information on the, the more stats on the screen. If they, if for competitive, if they showed all the stats for every player on your team, that will be a tremendous help because now you have all the evidence you need to have your argument either way. If you have somebody who's playing Hanzo, like this guy we just talked about, and they sucked at Hanzo, and you pull up their stats, Hanzo isn't a tank. He is not a healer. So Hanzo needs to be doing damage and getting eliminations. If that Hanzo is not doing damage and getting eliminations, you can say, dude, look at your stats. You're not doing anything. Your Hanzo's ineffective. You need to switch. You have more ammo behind it. And the flip side of that, if you're a good Hanzo and your team's still losing, your team is still probably going to blame you. Like, oh, this guy wouldn't switch off a of Hanzo. Please report him. This guy wouldn't switch off a of Hanzo. He sucks. Well, now you could just hit the tab button. Uh, oh, look at that. I have gold damage. I have gold eliminations. And it's not 2K damage. I have 10K damage. I have 20 so, eliminations. You know? a double head, that's a double-edged sword, though. Mm-hmm. problem that runs into there is sometimes medals aren't even aren't even the case. You know, I could be sitting there as Reaper. I could be going out and getting some stats and taking chances that I shouldn't be when I should just be waiting right around the corner for them to come and me to pounce quickly and close, you know? That's, and sometimes that's... my stats will go down because I'm, you know, soldier and I'm the only one standing on the payload. But I'm the one actually killing people. Just they're running up way in front and... You know, it can be misleading at times. Uh, it so can. I think it could be a double-edged sword. But at the same time, I'm not saying this is I a 100%. I think the on-fire thing is a good thing. I watch on-fire constantly. If I'm seeing a Hanzo on-fire a bunch, I'm like, okay, Hanzo's uh, doing his job. I'm not saying this is a 100% fix. 
but it would definitely help more than it hurts because you could definitely take a look and be like, okay, well, this is what's going on with the team. You can actually even, as, a, as, a, as an entire team, you could look at your team output in terms of damage, but okay, we got to switch something up here. We're just not outputting enough damage as a team. Yeah, know? I can see that. You know, we need more information for comp. You know, I think like, you know, the great example is Heroes of the Storm. I think if you take the stat screen from Heroes of the Storm, put that shit into Overwatch, that that right there is a huge help. You know, oh, Kendra's here from Fracking Out. What's up, Kendra? So, yeah, I think like Blizzard can put systems in place to help with this. Because right now, if you're a Hanzo, right? The only thing that people will really pay attention to are like the kill the kill feed. So if they see you as a Hanzo getting kills, they're like, oh, they can at least you can say I'm constantly on the kill feed. But other than that, if they don't, if they're missing your kills or something like that, and they're not yeah. seeing on the kill feed, they're just kind of like, well, Hanzo's not doing anything. Meanwhile, Hanzo has 20 kills. Yeah, you well, know? I mean, you can't definitely can't count on that. Just the whole the what we were talking about i think it was in the pre-show when i was playing widow the other day and the dude was like can our sniper get any kills and i was like dude i'm sitting at 17 gold <laughs> which is gold kills and i have 15 killing blows so what that means is i've killed the last shot on 15 people so i'm getting picks yeah and he just shut up <laughs> yeah exactly like so Either way, more information will be more helpful than harmful. The problem is that Blizzard continues to baby this community. They continue to baby the community. Like, them not putting stats up there, you, you can't tell me it didn't cross their mind. It definitely crossed their mind. They made an active decision to not have stats across the board oh, yeah, because they were worried. Yeah, they were worried that people would, you know, use the stats to kind of harass one another. I am sorry, but we in quick play, that's one thing. And competitive, it is a different story. Competitive is a different beast. And competitive emotions run high. People get frustrated. Things are going to happen. The the play nice, play fair thing doesn't really work that well in competitive. I'm sorry, it does not. It really doesn't. So <laughs> they they need to stop babying the community. They need to give people information so that they can even see, you know, if they're improving, if they're not doing well, if they are doing well, you know, stuff like that. Because if you have somebody who's a DPS and they have gold damage, they're going to think they're doing well. However, if you see, if they see that they have gold, if, you know, if everybody can see they have gold damage, but damage is only 2.5K, you know, as a team, you're like, okay, we're kind of having a problem. Like, XYZ has gold damage, but it's not enough. We're not doing something right. Maybe the tank's not mitigating enough damage. Are we not getting proper heals? What can we do here to alleviate this situation? Is there going to be a lot of yelling? Yes. That's always going to happen. And the lower you go, the worse it's going to be. That is what happens. And Blizzard, you cannot fix that. You can't. So just give them the information. It Please. could cause people to see that they're 300 back from number one DPS, and then they go for that. Or I see, oh, I just need one more objective kill to get the full lead in gold. So I go try to kill someone on the objective instead of the place I'm supposed to go. You know, I'm just <laughs> saying it could happen for those. I'm not saying that you're wrong either. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not saying that it's 100% foolproof, but it is definitely better than what we have now. To what it I used present. to do in BGs and World of Warcraft, to be like, all right, I don't have this, or right, I need to go get that. 
you know, we may have, I mean, like it may cause a different set of problems, but it can result, it can help with a major issue that is happening right now. We don't know what problems it would cause until we actually put it into place. We, like I'm on the Overwatch team, they, until they put it in place. So I think it'll be, we'd be better off with it than not. I'd be interested to see it. Yep. So let's go ahead and move on to our final topic of the night, Path to Pro. There was some information dropped out about Overwatch League. Bob, you want to kind of talk about this? Because you're way more excited about Overwatch League than I am. Yeah, I uh, I was sick today, and I really didn't get a good chance to look into it a bunch. Uh, I was super busy yesterday, too. And so I don't know a ton about it. I don't want to speak wrong, um, but it's basically there. Open, they're talking about open division and how those teams are going to move into uh, uh, contenders. And uh, they lay it all out, but it's a lot of information. So I haven't had a chance to really have it sink in yet. Well, let's start with the basics, right? I mean, the open division registration is live. Uh, you can go and sign up for it. I think one of the, the it begins in January, but one of the biggest changes is that there are no rank restrictions now. Last yeah, Overwatch, yeah, the I last see that. the last open division, I complained because you had to have a certain SR. You I'm like, that's masters. not open. Yeah, you have to be masters. That's not open. Now it's open. Now it really is open. So anybody can register for it. It's going to last six weeks. It's going to be a Swiss format and top teams. From that, from the open division, will be invited to the contender trials. All right, and the contender trials also, you know, wh- however format they use for that, that also gets you into contenders if you rank high enough. Uh, the second thing that was pretty interesting is that they have an Overwatch League Academy. That's what they're calling these. They're calling certain teams Overwatch League Academy teams, and basically what it is is Overwatch League teams are going to field a second team for contenders so these are like basically the whole the whole point of the overwatch league academy teams is to uh take up and coming talent and help develop them even more but we're not talking about up and coming talent like jaw level talent we're talking about somebody who's probably already in masters or grandmasters but maybe not be good enough to play at the highest professional level. We're also talking about really good 16 and 17 year olds. Okay. Yes. Cause they are all allowed in contenders in open division. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you were talking about people who are real are high, like, you know, in terms of comp and SR are already super high rank, but they may not be, you know, they may be CBA talent, not NBA talent. Right. Um, they're going to take those players. Or they may be one tricks. Yeah, they may be with tricks. So they'll take those players and they will field teams with them for contenders and help them develop into, you know, actual Overwatch League caliber players. And uh, basically those teams are going to be, they're not going to be broken up by division like they are for Overwatch team. They're broken up by region. So for contenders China, there will be a Shanghai Dragons Overwatch League Academy team. For Europe, the Overwatch League Academy team will be the London Spitfire, and for North America, they're gonna they're gonna have a uh, Overwatch League Academy team for the Boston Uprising, the Florida Mayhem, the Houston Outlaws, the Los Angeles Gladiators, the New York Excelsior, the Philadelphia Fusion, and the San Francisco Shock. So obviously, they don't have one for every single team. Not every single team decided to go ahead and field a contenders team. Maybe 
depending on how it goes, they may do it next year. Um, I do like this because if I'm not sure if you, if you if you've been listening for I don't know like at least about ten episodes, one of my complaints was that there are no systems in place to help develop Overwatch players. Kind of like you know if you're talking about a football player, that football player doesn't just show up in the NFL out of nowhere. From a young age, they develop to play football until they get to college. And they, you know, at college, like, you know, they get a real new educational football. And then, boom, if they are they good enough, they make it to the NFL. There's, there's no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not expecting that type of system for this right now. I'm not expecting trying that. to build, though. Yes, I mean, they're trying to what build. They're trying to, uh, to accomplish. And Nate and Answer, I mean, he's modeling it almost exactly like NFL. I mean, that's his plan. Right. So like they are trying to build something like this. So probably in the next year or two, we're going to see another piece added onto this for even lower tier players. What I would imagine would happen is that teams in their, in their, in their respective areas, right? You know, ball, you know, the uprising in Boston, the fusion in Philadelphia, you know, one of the best ways for them to have community base, because that's another thing I talked about, them not interacting with the community, they're the Philadelphia Fusion, but where are they? They're in California right now. You know, what are they going to do in the offseason? So one of the best ways for that team, to inter- these teams to interact with their communities is to run workshops in their areas. You know, workshops like, okay, Definitely. this is, you know, actually in Philadelphia, I keep saying Philadelphia because that's the area that I live in, right? I live close to Philadelphia and there are more than a few places uh, that they can actually run these workshops. Uh, I do think that I actually, okay, so I, I do know something about a partnership that they have. I'm not going to bring it up right now because I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about it, but they are, they have, they're partnered with certain um, uh, companies in Philadelphia that I know they could be doing major work on workshops with. Because that, like, that's that's what these guys do. But you know, if they did, that's a great way to reach out to the community and to help build the next, you know, the next batch of Overwatch players. You know, Overwatch League players. You know, because right now a lot of the Overwatch League players that you have, you know, they came from other games. They're really mechanically good, and they just played Overwatch. But some people can be great. They just need guidance, and that's the people that they're going to be missing right now. Without guidance, a lot they're going to be missing a lot of talent. You know, oh, LeBron yeah, James yeah. didn't become LeBron James because he was born LeBron James. LeBron James was drilled. LeBron James was practiced. You know, Michael he Jackson was wasn't just Michael Jackson because he was born Michael Jackson. Joe Jackson put a lot of work into Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know. Maybe too much. Maybe too much working to Michael Jackson. Maybe you should have let him have a little bit of a childhood, possibly. A little bit. A little bit. But still, you get the point. Yep. I'm not looking for another Michael. I'm not looking for a Michael Jackson in the Overwatch League. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, this is definitely good news. I do like the the fact that they are acknowledging these issues. Obviously, they wish them to watch Point Radio. You know, obviously. They totally came up with this plan within a few weeks Everybody after listening does. to our show. Everybody listens yep. to Watch Point Radio. But uh, uh, Jeff yeah. Cap Cap loves it. First <laughs> listen of the week. Hey, Jeff, what's up? Do brunch next week. Yep. Always good to have, uh, you know, good to have Jeff as a listener. But um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I do like this and hopefully they continue to expand the program. I don't think there should be anybody who's like against this. Like, how could you be? Yeah, I, think, I don't I don't see any con to it. I think. The only con you could say is just that they haven't been as transparent 
until now. You know, it's cool that we're starting to get more information about it. It's cool because Thorin Rain's going to have more to put in his sh- his show now. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Awesome. So, so that'd, that'd be cool. All right. So, okay. Uh, with that, you got anything else, Bob? I think we can go ahead and move on to our weekly updates if you're ready. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm good. I'll know more about this as it goes on. I'm sorry, guys. I've just been sick, and it's been a rough start to the week. It's okay. All right, here we go. Weekly updates. All right, so this is going to be some quick weekly updates. Uh, I just want to give an update on abusive chat. Now, one thing that we do know about, actually, I put this as two different weekly updates. We can probably put them as one. To be honest with you. Uh, But basically, we know that Blizzard does capture chat logs when you report somebody. And we we know this because there's proof in the forums right now. There's a hot forum topic right now where a guy posted. The poster is like, you know, I've been banned, what do you say, seven times? Hold on, let me get to the top of this. Say seven bans, one year, no response from ticketing. (laughs) So he says he's been banned seven times this year, and he's not getting a response. So his beef was with Blizzard. like, hey, you guys keep banning me, but you're not telling me why you're banning me. And this is not right. So Jeff Kaplan himself responds and says, you have over 220 reports for, her, uh, for harassment. Looking at your chat logs, the report, these reports are verified. Here are some examples. I'm actually not going to read them because they're just ridiculous. Oh, my God. But- you got to read the last one. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'll put these into the show notes, but it is really, it's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> you're right. How'd that go again, Bob? Tour. I can't yeah, so do it. But it's like, long walk for a pile of expletive. Good morning, you sad, dumb generation. I'm the reason for anything good. And this community is ignorant and insane. You deranged, addicted nerd. They can expletive my expletive too. Now I'm don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just added my own expletive there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So basically, these are the types of things he's saying in that tour thing that Bob was doing. <laughs> Plus, you, you continuously accuse players of hacking. <laughs> these players are accused that you're accusing are not hacking. They're simply performing at a high level. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, this guy—he's uh, just spamming stuff like this, and that's why he was banned. Um, and so Jeff Kaplan pulling out the chat logs. Obviously, when you report somebody, the chat logs go with it. Uh, but we also did find out that voice chat goes with it too, because uh, there was uh, another forum post where one of uh, a female player of Overwatch she was complaining that as soon as she talks. She gets harassed, and there's no way for them. No, there's no type of reporting system for that. But then uh, Formod got on, and they said, "No, please do report because the voice chat logs come over too. Like they do have like the voice chat, so you can get somebody banned for abusive chat over voice. Like it's not just a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't just go into the ether." What is so funny, Bob? I'm trying not to laugh, but just the comments about go make me a sandwich and stuff. And just I don't get how someone gets so upset about that. They're like, you're if you get upset about that, you're giving them what they want. Right. 
Well, I don't think she I don't think she replies back to him or anything like that. She probably just ignores it. But what she was upset about is that it feels for her, it felt like there's no recourse. Like they could just do it and nothing happens. Like the only thing she could do is ignore it. So the response was that, no, if you do report it, the voice logs do come across. You know, we do have the voice chat. So, you know, you can get something can be done about it, basically. So for abusive chat, both text logs and voice uh, logs go across, which is great. Yes, so, that is good. And and it also shows that Blizzard definitely is taking a more serious tone on harassment because this guy has 220 reports, not 2,000 220 hey, reports. They're, get, they're getting a little better. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Jeff Kappel says, our community has made it clear to us that toxicity is one of the top issues that needs to be addressed in this game. As a result, we're getting stricter, and that means people are going to get suspended and banned for poor behavior. You fall into that category. So, yeah, this is uh, definitely one of the more extreme uh, cases of toxicity, and it's good that he got banned. I think Overwatch's overall problem, and I, this is not something that they can just fix by banning people, because a lot of toxicity is at a much lower level, right? It's somebody tilted, getting verbally aggressive with somebody else, and they're both tilted, and now everybody's mm. frustrated because of that. You know, you don't have to call somebody a piece of shit or a dumb fuck, you know, just you know, for, for, to, for it to be toxicity, you know? I'm trying to think of how I would combat that, because I know instantly the girl's mad. I think I'd say something like, well, dude, if you're hungry, I can make you a sandwich. Something like that. Just yeah. to, like, kind of cut, kind of, like, cut through the anger i was just trying to think of ways to combat this type of situation i mean that's the thing right it's kind of like, like what you did when mel was getting harassed by the dude asking for he was going to throw if she didn't give the snapchat and then he fi we finally talked him into play and then he was an obvious smurf and he just turns it on and kills everyone as hanzo and then yeah. you're like dude i'll i'll give you my fucking snapchat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <Yeah. laughs> I just remembered that. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, that's fun. That's definitely one way to handle it. Um, I mean, some people are, they're, they're, they're funny about it, but still, it's still a problem there, right? Like, he probably went to another game and did the same thing to another female player, you know? I'm still much more fine with that type of joking than I am with the racial slurs, though. And luckily, I have not had to deal with those in a while. I don't know if they've been cracking down or they have something that can catch those, but... I've not had to deal with those at w like near as much as I did when I first started playing the game. I got to be honest with you. I put them all on the same level. I put racial slurs, misogynist stuff, and like uh, homophobic slurs. They're all on the same level for me. Same thing. Uh, so I treat them all the same way. You know, most of the time I end up muting the players, you know, in, in most cases, especially if they won't shut up. But I just I feel like the make me a sandwich is someone trying to be funny rather than someone trying to really it, be cruel. It is somebody trying to be funny at someone else's expense. Yeah, they're they're just making a bad joke. But I think it, when you use the N word, it's past bad joke. Does that make sense? No, no, I get what you're saying. I do I do understand uh what you're saying there. Uh but to be honest with you, some people use that as they try to they use that as a joke as well because they don't realize to them, it's not that serious, you know, especially kids. Well, I don't yeah, want to say kids. kids, but like teenagers and people in their early 20s, they hear, 
you know, they hear it all the time and music on TV and it's a, it's light now. Like, it's not like we don't live in a society where it's a, where that's like a major, like where you're hearing it all the time in a negative manner. That's kind of, that's kind of the issue. So true, some people true. just say it freely, but for me, like person, like it's just, it's, it's all on the same level. Um, and the, the people who generally like do the misogynist stuff, like they'll just move from, uh, you know, they'll move from game to game. And like, when they come across female players, they'll do it, which makes the female players not get on voice, which is bad because we need them on voice for comp. So, yep. you know, that's the thing actually for the community. More than likely, I would say misogyny, like misogynist uh, speech is worse for the community than both homophobic. And I'm not saying that it's worse in general, but in terms of its effect on the community, it's worse than the homophobic speech and it's worse than the racist speech. Because somebody can say something racist to me and I'm just going to get back at them, you know, or ignore them, one of the two. But I'm still going to be on voice comms. When you have the misogynist speak, you already have a problem where a lot of female gamers don't get on voice comms. Because like, of the misogyny. Lots and, of times I'll they won't talk in a game of mine until they realize that we're not jerks and then they right. start talking. I'm like, oh, it's a girl. Right, yeah. So, you know, that that's that's even worse when you're when you're in a comp match with a, a female player and she doesn't feel comfortable talking and so she's typing everything, but we all know that is not the optimal way to play competitive. So in general, I mean, I think if you want better matches, the whole community should definitely, you know, be against it. Yeah. Uh, we, we, if anybody out there is thinking that girls can't play as good as boys, dude, this is not weight lifting. Like, like they could definitely be better than you. So are you kidding me? I know give what? up that. Give up that that way old way of of <laughs> of thinking and move on. So. I know, I know a bunch of women that can lift more than men. I know. Even I'm just gym. talking. <laughs> I know what you're. We're mean, physically yeah. <laughs> different, is all. Like upper, yeah. upper body strength, right. leg strength. That's a whole different deal. No, still physically strong by, by about thirty percent, statistically speaking. M- uh, men are. Yeah, about thirty percent statistically oh, really? speaking. Like I said, so I, know th- I thought we were pretty that, close on that one. That doesn't count athletes, though. Obviously, like you know, people I'm talking about like, are like athletes. Like, yeah, I want to see you, not you personally, but you know, you're stronger than Serena Williams. Get the fuck out of my face. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's gonna kill it, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying on average, and I'm saying that there's none of that in gaming at all. Right. Yeah. It's it's all equal, 100. percent so and their yeah. their minds are are uh, it's been proven that they can multitask more. So shot callers, you know, people that are keeping track of old uh, old old management on the other team, they can they can excel at that. Right, but they got to talk. Which, like I said, that's why that's why that's why. Yep, Misog- brings us right back to point A. Yep, misogynist speech is really really bad for the community in general. It will affect your level of gameplay so now that we got that out of the way i think we can go ahead and close up right uh sounds so, good to me right so i have this section in my notes called community events i keep saying that you know we want to hear about community events so we can make sure we talk about them on the show but i'm not getting any uh any any uh, responses coming in uh i might have to assign somebody to actually go out and look for that stuff 
so we can make sure that people who know what's going on in the community, if there's events going on, uh, and you know they can actively participate in them. And it doesn't matter whether it's something that's happening on the internet that anybody can join, or whether it's regional. We still want to hear about it. Bob, you look like you got something to say. I do want to point out uh, some of our friends over at the High Noon Pod uh, Podcast are having Nate Nancer on the show to be interviewed uh, tomorrow, which would be today if you download the pod the podcast Wednesday the twentieth at seven Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash high noon podcast you should definitely check that out because i think it's the only the second interview nate nancer has done with a podcast okay so be interesting so kind of com- community there okay I'll, I'll allow it okay so with that uh we're gonna go ahead and start closing up we'd like to remind everybody that batch four for prepare to attack is complete we are now in batch five the final batch I think three of those episodes are out right now. There's a Hanzo episode. There is a uh, Mercy episode, a Diva episode that came out last week. Mercy and Diva came out last week, Thursday, Friday. Uh, we hope everybody's been enjoying those, been getting some positive feedback about it. I do know, especially the Diva episode was highly requested, and I hope it matches up to everybody's expectations, and now you're a much better Diva for having listened to it. So I will we, say the Diva and the Mercy deserve two listens because there's a lot of information in those. Yes, like the, the Mercy for sure. Well, actually, yeah, you're right, both. But the Mercy is uh, Fu recorded that, so he always delivers a ton of information. And you're, you're right, you should. it was probably worth listening to multiple times. Actually, I've heard from quite a few people that they've been listening to the shows multiple times because they pick up new things every time. So we're really glad that you guys are getting that type of mileage out of the recordings it's pretty awesome so uh yeah prepare to attack batch five this is the final batch prepare to attack and then we're also going to have a moira episode funny thing is we might have the moira episode done before reaper and bastion well probably before bastion um yeah like that because reaper is on the way folks i don't know if we're gonna have it out next week the week after you know the first of the year but reaper is definitely on the way bastion when was the last time you saw bastion and a competitive Overwatch game, except on, you know, uh, fucking uh, Junkertown. <laughs> yep, Junkertown, uh, pirate ship, attack. So, yep, so, uh, yeah, we're going to get that done. Also, remind everybody who is not on our Twitch stream right now that we do live stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will love to have you there, even though tonight we did start at 9. That was my fault. But, yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is our normal start time. To for Watchpoint Radio Live. Uh, we always want to hear about your Overwatch stories, so please send them to us, whether they're happy, sad, funny, whatever. We love to hear from you guys. We're going to get into our contact a little later. We do have a PS4 community and Xbox One club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. We'd love to have you on there so that when I do play consoles, you know, we can hook up, hopefully. And like I said earlier, we do have a Discord server that we'd love to have you in, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. There's a Facebook group that has a bunch of Overwatch players that, you know, from multiple platforms, PC, Xbox, PS4. So if you're looking for somebody to play with, you can definitely join that Facebook community if you use Facebook and find some new friends. But they also keep up on Overwatch news and the latest Overwatch memes. It's a good place to be. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. We are available on multiple podcast platforms. You can find us on iOS, Android, or PC. So whatever your podcast uh, podcatcher of choice is, you can just go ahead, pop in Watchpoint Radio, and you should be able to find us. 
if you can't find us and you need to use our RSS feed directly, you can go right to mashlessbuttons.com and find the RSS feed for Watchpoint Radio. But I got to be honest, we're on like 70 different platforms. That's why I stopped listening, listing all of them. It's too many people. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're there a lot. Um, we do have social media. Like I said earlier, we're at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. Oh, mash those buttons also at twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Bob, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore Bob. That's B L A Z Z I N underscore B O B. You can find me on Twitch at blazin Bob. All right. And you can find me at underscore jaw underscore on Twitter. That's underscore J A A underscore. Uh, we like so we want to hear from you guys, so please contact us at WPR at mashlessbuttons.com. But you can also reach out on Twitter, you can reach out on Facebook, you comment on the website, SoundCloud, wherever. We'll try to make sure we you know, catch that communication and either get back to you or talk about it on the show. If you enjoy the show, you want to help us out, there's definitely a few ways you can do that. First and foremost, if you share the show with other people that you think and enjoy it, that's a huge help to us. So thank you very much. Additionally, if you can give us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice, that is a tremendous help. Thank you very much for everybody who has done that before, and we'll do it in the future. That's that's really a big help. We do have a merch store at, on Teespring, so it's teespring.com slash stores slash matches buttons, or you can just go to matchesbuttons.com and hit the store link, and it'll take you directly to our merch Watchpoint Radio mug that Bob models so lovely every week, as well as the Watchpoint Radio shirts in multiple colors for males and females. So you can check that out if you want to, you know, wear some Watchpoint Radio merch. Let everybody know that the meta is not gospel. You know, that is our credo here because it's not, folks. It will never be gospel. Um, finally, we are a Twitch uh, affiliate. So if you are so inclined, you know, you can go ahead and subscribe to our Twitch channel, and that is a tremendous help for us. If you have Amazon Prime or Twitch Prime, you do get a free sub monthly. That sub does not renew every month, so you know once you use it, the next month you can either use it for somebody else, or if you, if you want to, you can just you know resubscribe to us. That would also be helpful. So yeah, you know that is a great way to show support and actually not even spend a dime uh, of your own. I mean, I guess technically speaking, besides the Amazon Prime description, but you get what I'm saying. So thank you very much to everybody who has subscribed to us so far this month. Thank you. It is a huge help, and we really do appreciate it. Uh, I would encourage everybody to check out mashlessbuttons.com slash shows so you can see the other shows on the network. Uh, we do have two World of Warcraft podcasts, one that is about story and uh, story and lore, and the other one that is more so just about the game and you know where it is. We have uh, Double Tap, which is now a weekly podcast that uh, we have about the fighting game community and fighting games. So you can check out Crash Tag and Meza on that every Thursday. We have Sit Rep Radio, which is our division podcast, because that game is actually, you know, it's got an uptick in popularity recently. Might have a lot to do with Destiny not being that great in division. Uh, you know, maybe perfect, finally beginning, making their game to perfection finally. So uh, you can check that out as well uh coming in the new year we are gonna have at least one new podcast and i'll, I'll get into that a little later uh when necessary so but yeah uh with that thank you guys for listening and we're gonna catch you next week tour bjorn <laughs>